Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Let me ask you a question. Um, your comrade at CNBC, Jim Cramer, he said um, that the Dow Jones is, is being held up by bank stocks while tech is crashing, which brings up an interesting point that tech is not doing well, but bank stocks are doing well. XLF, which is the bank ETF, yeah, um, fun. is almost 52-week high. And... Yeah. You know, JP Morgan is not doing bad and Goldman Sachs. Yeah, it's all these so mm-hmm. how, what's the deal with bank stocks and how do you feel about investing in the banking sector? Well, I think, yeah. So I, I own uh, JP Morgan shares and the, the financial sector is weird because a lot of the biggest financial companies in America are currently classified as tech stocks. Like PayPal is obviously a financial company. It's, it's the bank of the new generation, but um, the index committee has it classified as a tech stock. I don't know why. Same thing with whatever we're calling Square now, Block. Um, believe it or not, even Visa and MasterCard are considered to be technology companies. And like, obviously, they're engaged in finance, right? So they, I, I try. So I guess what the first thing I would say is I try not to get too hung up on definitions of 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 like what you think a stock is. 
and maybe just try to focus on the company itself. Because one thing that's happened over the last five years is that the people running technology companies don't respect any borders. They're willing to go into any business they feel like going into. They don't care if this is considered tech, that's considered whatever. Take Uber. They're like in the food service business at this point. Um, <laughs> food delivery is, is more revenue than, than ride hailing. So what is it a transportation company? Like, what is it even? Right? So I try not to get hung up. The thing with the Dow that's really interesting is the Dow is price weighted, which I know, I know you guys know this, but I, I want to do this for the viewers because maybe it's been a while since you've gone over this. What makes it a really tough way to gauge what the market's really doing is that it's not weighted on market cap like the S&P 500. Like in the S&P 500, Apple and Microsoft have the biggest market cap. So they're the most important stocks. So what they're doing each day has the biggest impact on what the S&P does. Same with the Qs, the NASDAQ. The bigger stocks are more important. The Dow is weird. It's not based on market cap. It's based on the price of the stock, the share price. That's why Apple had to do a seven-for-one split to get into the Dow. Yeah. The Dow didn't want to put a $1,000 stock in there because it would be like, 30% of the, of the average, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the biggest weightings in the Dow right now, they, they're somewhat defensive. United Health is number one. Why is United Health number one? Again, look at the share price. It's, uh, hold, hold on one sec. 465 right now. 465. So it's the highest priced stock. That's how crazy this is. It's the highest priced stock in the Dow. Therefore, it's 8.3% of the Dow. So UNH is a defensive stock. It's health. It's, it's healthcare, literally insurance. So it's not going to trade like NVIDIA. So that's what's keeping the Dow up. Number two, Goldman Sachs, seven and a quarter percent of the index. Number three, Home Depot, 7%. It's not until you get to number four, Microsoft, where you get a tech stock, and that's only a 5% weighting. So the Dow, when you just glance at it, it's misleading. The real market is the Russell 1000, which is the thousand largest companies trading in North America or, or, or in the United States of America, yep. or the S&P 500, which is the 500 largest. Like that's, to me, much more representative. And the Dow does weird things in the short term, like holds up in a tape like this. And you're looking at it you're like, wait, I don't understand what's going on. That's what's going on. It's got big defensive stocks with very high weightings. Yeah. So I'll stay there with, with, with JP because uh, today, uh, Jamie Dimon, obviously the CEO of, of JP Morgan Chase, said that the U.S. is headed for its best economic growth in decades, almost comparable to right after the Great Depression. He said, based on the consumer balance sheet, it's never been in better shape and that consumer spending is up 25% uh, today more than pre-COVID. So What's your thoughts? Do you think, are we in a better shape based on what we've seen thus far in the, the first couple of days or, or week and a half or so of, of the market? Are we in a better shape for 2022? Well, the consumer, the consumer has never had a, a, a better balance sheet in our lifetimes. I think you guys are roughly, you guys are a little bit younger than me, but we're all kind of in the same generation. Yeah. Never in our lifetime has the consumer. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being in the condition the consumer is in. Now, why? Well, for a year, there was nothing to spend money on except, you know, digital bullshit. <laughs> but there's nothing to do, nowhere to go. Um, the government was doing transfer payments directly into people's bank accounts. Uh, interest rates were lowered to zero. So a lot of people were able to pay debt off. And that's yeah. where a lot of stimulus money went to pay down credit cards. We know this empirically. This is data, it's not opinion. So, what we did was a lot of balance sheet repair for let's call it the bottom quintile of American households. The the bottom 20% by let's say net worth have had a really big benefit um, despite all the sacrifice have had a big financial benefit of both what the Fed has been doing and what the Treasury has been doing. And that's still with us. And that's the kind of thing that has has compounded. And so those numbers look really good. Ironically, that may not be a great signal for what the stock market might do. In 1994, the Fed was so worried about how great the economy was, this is Alan Greenspan, that they shocked everybody. I think they did an overnight 75 basis point rate hike in 94. Go look at a chart of uh, 10 year treasury and look at a chart of the S&P 500. Right after he did that was a 20% correction for stocks. Oh, like instant, almost because inst- not because it was such such a terrible thing to raise rates. They should have raised rates. Investors don't do well with with uncertainty and with surprise. Yeah. Right. So it's about surprise. So the economy in 94 was sick. And 1995 actually statistically is the best year for the stock market of all time. 1995. But you had to have that pain in 94 as expectations changed. And the Fed was normalizing, you know, interest rate policies, raising rates uh, in order to counteract how strong the consumer was, how great the economy was. So ironically, we may be set up for a tough year as interest rates get like to a normal place. It may Uh not be a fun year for stocks, even if it's a great year for the U.S. consumer, for shopping, for Main Street. And it's okay. Like we're all in this economy together. It's okay if our stocks go nowhere for a year, but people we know see their finances improve or get a raise or whatever. Like we have to, we have to accept that not every year is going to be a 30% year. It's not realistic to expect that. And and 94, the the drop was 20%. You said, what was the return for 95? Do you remember? Just to give perspective. 
48% no 5% pullbacks or some crazy That's shit like crazy. that. It was like, it, it was, I, so statistically, like when you, how, how do you, how do you decide what's the best year for stocks ever? It's not just how much do they go up? How many sectors went up? All yeah. of them in that case. Yeah. How much volatility? There wasn't any that year. <laughs> None. <laughs> uh, right? How many new highs? Almost every day a new high. So that's like, that's a great way to like kind of think about. Now, here's what's interesting about the year we've just been through. The deepest pullback was 5.7% peak to trough in the S&P, which is wow. nothing. That's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, not even a correction. Nothing. Yeah. This is, we had Delta this summer. And we still couldn't get more than a 5% peak to trough pullback. And some stocks didn't even participate. Yeah. I don't think Apple went down at all. And Barely that's the moved. most widely held yeah. stock in America. Right. So that's on the, that's on the surface. You, you did a 28% total return, including dividends. Nothing worse than a 5.7% pullback. Now, beneath the surface, I think half of all NASDAQ stocks are, are, are in a – or 40% of NASDAQ stocks were in a 50% drawdown. There was a lot of pain that took place starting last summer, and we're still feeling the effects of that. There are broken charts everywhere, IPOs, SPACs, Kathy Wood, like all of that. We're talking about, talking about hundreds and hundreds of important stocks that their highs were July, August, and people are just getting absolutely wrecked. So the version of the market that you experience, this is the first question we started off with tonight, quite, quite often, is a consequence of what your allocations look like and what you own. That'll color your opinion of, it's a good market, it's a bad market. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.